Hi, welcome to Clean Slate with Vicki and Joanna. Every day is a clean slate and a fresh start. Make today the day. All right, so welcome to Clean Slate for Wellness Wednesday. So we're doing something a little different, and it's called different types of things, but let's talk about self-definition. How do we define ourselves? And I, I've got some things out there, but think about it in your own terms, such as, let's just start with like personality traits. What do you like or dislike about yourself? And I, you know, there, there are, I could make a list of things. I'm like, oh, I think I'm really, this is a good personality trait. This is something I'd want my kids to have. And then equally as long is some things that I dislike mm-hmm. about myself. And that I believe that list is maybe getting shorter as you become more reflective, as you become older, as you you think about friends that are, or even family that come in and out of our lives that, you know, what about, it, it's an observation mm-hmm. about what you see in other people. You're like, oh my gosh. Is such a great person. I, I want to be more like that. Or, oh, well, that's really snarky. <laughs> I don't think I want to be like that. I hope I'm not that way. Yes, I hope I'm not that way. And it's it, it's constantly evolving. Mm-hmm. I find that it's it's not like a very well-defined border. I, I think I drift in and out of personality traits that... Um, you know, sometimes I feel like a really good friend and then other times I don't. And it's just, mm, you know, work in progress. I know exactly what you mean. So a couple of other things that I think defines us is our beliefs. It's it's where, where you stand. These are like your convictions, your opinions, your attitudes about what we think is true or false, right or wrong, good or bad. And I heard somebody say it once, like, what is your central truth? And because, you know, I'm a firm believer there is truth and there are lies or false um, statements. But what is your central truth? And mine would be the Bible. I'm, I, that's where I hinge my belief system. Um, I am a follower of Christ, therefore, that tends to be where I go to. That's where um, my convictions lie, and I align with that. Now, granted, I spent the first 28 years not believing that. However, it still aligned with the person that I was. I just didn't have a name for it. Right. Yeah, so it's... That, that pretty much um, shaped me into who I am. And so that's the other thing, you know, shaped by your own experiences, your culture, your education, and personal reflections. And I, I think that's where we get differences in people. Even if you have, you know, you have two people that are the same and they, have, they were raised the same way, the same belief system, any experiences they had, positive, negative, is going to help mold or shape what they 
become or believe in or how they react. And I mean, you can see that in your own kids, you can see that in your family members that you've grown up with, that you're not all going to be the same based on what you've experienced. Right, right. And so that kind of spills over into values. Now, values and beliefs are very closely aligned, but the values tend to be defined as, you know, your principles, your ideals, your standards that you might hold important or meaningful. And these tend to be deeply ingrained, and this is where you were talking about where and how you were raised, or um, it, it is shaped by your personal experiences. And see, this is where culturally, it's this is where we differ as people in society. It's it's learning to respect people. Um, even though they may have a totally different belief system. But I think as humans, we can have some core values that we all can respect and hope that we have as a society, such as you know, honesty and integrity, respect for one another, compassion for one another, and fairness. Those are like core values. Yes. That really, can, can we, do we need to argue about those things? I mean, those are things that you really don't want to fluctuate. We should, those should be instilled with all of us. Right. And that's what we want to teach our kids. Because even though you may have different beliefs, you can come together on a value system that makes sense. And so, you know, in, I think we need to be careful not to discount people's experiences. Yes, because I feel like you don't know what that person has been through and what has changed with them as far as how they view things. Right. I mean, we see that every day. Right. Especially now. I yes. think now more than ever you, you see a lot of that. And people are quick to say something or act or judge without truly knowing what's going on or what they've been through. Right. Right. So. And I'm guilty of that. No, um, I am too. I mean, we all are. Yeah, but we need to be more mindful about that. Exactly, because I think as as humans, it's yeah, instinctively we may end up in. Because I do believe God gives us that. Let let me say judgment. God gives us that instinct to judge a situation, um, and possibly even people. If you feel like it's that it's that discernment, that gift of discernment, that spiritual gift of, I do not feel right in this situation or I do not feel right with this person and so you may not have any evidence um, so to speak you don't have you know a a list of what this person has done or or it's just an instinct Mm -hmm. and that is I, I think something that still needs to be acknowledged however being able to still be compassionate with that person because again going back to what have they been through? What's going on? Why are they homeless? Why are they uh, drug addicts? Why are they doing behaviors that we find uh, reprehensible? It's like, what is causing that person to be that way? And I think there is some self-defining that comes with that. And it, it's, it goes back to those core values that we've already defined. But, and we also... <laughs> Have you ever, it's like, hmm, people that make bad decisions, um, it's like, 
we need to understand that people's value system guides their decision making yes. and and their actions and that that is where we don't honestly know anytime i see somebody that makes a bad decision i'm like why did not why did they see that that was pretty dumb mm-hmm. um it's it's because of something inside them that we don't have it's like we don't have enough evidence to understand why they do what they do i mean some of it may be apparent but for the most part it's really <laughs> it's really hard for me to like hmm i would never advise my kid to do that or i would not um that action makes absolutely no sense to me mm-hmm. um it, and i see it i think because of social media it's like you're exposed to it and i'm like hmm i don't think that'll age well right um <laughs> or um i bet somebody shouldn't be posting after having a bottle of wine <laughs> yeah, it's nonsense and it's like oh that'll hurt tomorrow <laughs> but um yeah so you know defining defining yourself and you know the way we think um what we say how we act and but i think bottom line how do we make other people feel yes and i think a lot of times people say things and don't really realize the implications of what they've said right and it just sometimes can be taken the wrong way or just hurtful and not people not realize it but I always try and feel like kind of think through how is this going to make this person feel if I said this or how did I make them feel after I said that or well and then sometimes you're just blindsided we're like I did not realize what I said hurt you I am mm-hmm. so sorry and it's in you know being able to apologize and and not um being able to apologize for something even if maybe you didn't feel like <laughs> it was said the wrong way right or you yes yeah it's it's i think we're both peacekeepers and we tend to keep the peace um just because that's how we're wired um but some people they say and do things to create drama and it's how they're wired and it's but see, this is why you get to kind of choose who you decide to be around. And then that's um, a good starting point for that would be the book we've talked about already, The Boundaries. Yes. Which is my next book. Again, so, I've read that before. Oh, but okay. I'm, yes. I was like, it's been you, a while. I love that book. It really does create this perimeter of protection um, that that hedge between you and the outside world, and you just uh, it gives yourself permission to allow people in and out of your life, and not feel guilty about it. Mm-hmm. And and because we get this one life, and you know we don't want to disparage anybody, we don't want anyone to feel bad, but then we also want to protect our own feelings so we don't feel bad. Right. You can't sacrifice your life or how you spend your life trying to protect other people's, other people's yeah, yes. feelings or it just yeah. doesn't it doesn't it's not healthy and i've realized that that um i just need to put on my boundaries and my bumpers and mm-hmm. and kind of maneuver through that yeah. and realize that this is my life and i've got to live it the best way i know how right right and 
one thing that I have learned in my old age is to listen. Listen to other people because everybody has a story and listen to understand their point of view instead of listening to respond. Because a lot of times you can tell when you're talking to somebody, they're formulating their response to what you're saying instead of listening. And I, I'm guilty of that sometimes. I am. I am too. Especially with my kids. <laughs> I can already tell they're, you know, <laughs> but no, it's very important to just truly listen, take a minute, and then you can respond and not try and get that going in your head before they're done. Exactly. And one of the best tools that I have seen is when you're talking, when you're speaking with someone and someone is, say, unloading whatever it is they're saying to you, is to repeat back what they said, you know, but not in such a... Oh, that's a good... You're repeating it back and while you're repeating back, you can be thinking about what to say next. Right. Because by repeating... You know, and you don't have to do it like in a psychology kind of way. Like, okay, so what I'm hearing you say is, and then make sure, repeat it back. And it it does two things. One, it validates what they said. It it shows that you heard them. Or if you felt like, if they feel like you didn't hear them correctly, they can correct that. Exactly. And then that allows you to respond. Because I, I just find, you know, with kids and and um, students and um, just my peers, my parents, it's like, what I hear you're saying is this. Is that right? And and say, okay, I, I didn't realize I did that. I, I apologize. And, and sometimes that's all I say instead of uh, trying to defend my position or trying to... Because a lot of times people haven't learned this about themselves where I am no longer being heard. So sometimes it's just to diffuse the situation. It's just silence or just repeating back what they said and then really not having a response. Because sometimes that is the best response is no response. Right. And it does. It helps diffuse the situation if it's something that's... I, tends to explode there. Yeah, and I things that aren't winnable, they're situations they're just not winnable, and so I just I don't I don't respond. There's a lot of silence when I'm with people sometimes. Same here. Yeah, and it's that is my response, and it's I think it's a smart response, especially when you feel. Like, again, it's it's not a winnable, not that you're trying to win a conversation, but there's no point at the end of that that's, that's worth going down and raising everybody's blood pressure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that it, just, it just goes back to um, how do you want to define yourself? And I, I did this, this project one time. It was a writing project. And I may have mentioned it before on a previous podcast, but I had my high schoolers write write their obituaries, you know, 80 years into the future. And that was a very, it was an excellent exercise for myself as well. It's like, how do you want to be remembered? Do do you want to be remembered as this self-righteous, petty, um, 
grudge-holding, retaliation type of person? Or do you want to um, be that kind and compassionate and someone with integrity and fairness? And, you know, it's, it's those personality traits that we want people to remember about us. And I don't know. So that was, there. there's our Wellness Wednesday, is keeping ourselves well within ourself and to others around us. All right. Well, we'll catch you guys on Friday. Thanks for listening. Sometimes we succeed in life. Sometimes we fail. But every day is a clean slate and a fresh opportunity. Make today the day.